Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, especially the club hockey fans that might be joining us a little later than normal tonight here on the Podbean app for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Uh, wow, what a crazy week. Scott Strandy joining you tonight, not from Scottsdale, not from Amarillo, not from Kansas City, but from beautiful Plymouth, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I feel like I'm so boring compared to you because I feel like I should be singing the song On the Road Again, Scott's On the Road Again, going to all these places, making your hockey's adventure. And I think you're going to be on the road again for about a month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 34 days, I think, is what we came up with, but we'll see how things but you're, go. But you're there, so but you're, so but you're there in uh, Michigan tonight, and you got to see a, a good game, so maybe you can fill us in on that, but... Uh, Busy night of hockey. Got Silver Knights on. Golden Knights are playing right now. Of course, we're going to talk the ACHA tournament. It's a great time for hockey fans, for sure. Boy, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it kind of worked out that way. I, I looked on the map, and I thought, if I go from from St. Louis last night straight to, to Pittsburgh, um, it's really not that much different to uh, go up to Plymouth, Michigan, see the uh, Biosteel All-American hockey game, which is an all-star game between the USHL All-Stars and the uh, U.S. National Development Team, um, which uh, had some seven under-17s playing with their under-18s. And wow, it just ended. I just got back to my hotel room, and uh, everything worked out well except the score. It was 7-1 for uh, the team development program. They just schooled the, uh, the guys from from the USHL, but a lot of that's got to do with two things, Stephen. The USHL guys hadn't played together very much, so uh, obviously that showed early. And uh, I'm telling you, if you want to see a really good, well-run program, watch the uh, U.S. uh, Team National Development Program because um, what Dan Muse is doing there, I call him a well-oiled machine because they're just like – I mean, their their line changes are perfect. Everything's perfect. But I guess if you just play hockey full time, uh, that's what you expect, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's very true. And 
And actually, I believe the game was on the NHL Network, so some great national exposure there for, for those players involved in that game. And, and just uh, just cool that you worked it out to where you could you could see that. And 7-1 game, obviously not a very competitive game in the end, but but uh, it's, it's a good good game that uh, you were able to see. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great. Well, so I'm glad you were able to check that out. The other thing that was neat about it, and probably the biggest reason why I went here, is there's uh, a couple of players that are headed towards uh, Arizona State in Ty Murchison with the uh, team development program. Ah, there's always, also, there's always an ulterior motive, that's right. <laughs> and then also uh, Shane Doan's son, Josh Doan, is headed to Arizona State as well. But even better than that, we made history tonight in Arizona because they put three Arizona-born players on the same line for the Team USL team. It was, uh, let me think, Matt Neese, it was uh, Sillinger, and it was Doan. So uh, those three played on the line together for the USHL white team and uh, was a lot of fun to watch. I thought they were might have been the best line together. They broke them up uh, at the uh, middle of the second period just because they were trying to find some new combinations. But um, And then Red Savage, uh, Brian Savage's son, uh, plays on uh, uh, the U.S. development team. So uh, there was a lot of connections between uh, what was going on, and I thought, you know what? History in the making. I'm not going to be that far away. Tomorrow I'll get up. It's a four-hour drive from here uh, to uh, Pittsburgh, and I will be in for the NCAA tournament tomorrow night. Boy, it's great, great, great travels for you, and great times indeed. And uh, yeah, the uh, Frozen Four is coming up this weekend. We we had the basketball Final Four, and how great that was. I'm sure the hockey one's going to be great this weekend, and uh, and you get to be right there to see all that action too, boy. Uh, we're all jealous of you, Scott, but you're 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 doing some good work and getting some good mileage in and and seeing some great hockey and doing some work too, well, I'm I, sure. <laughs> I finally got to see hockey. That was the thing. The first three days I didn't get to see hockey. I just got to talk about it. So uh, knock on wood that the uh, Frozen Four goes well. We've already had a few issues with uh, UMass losing their leading scorer to uh, COVID and their backup goaltenders to COVID. So they only have one goaltender. Uh, oh, that's still around, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it sure is. And, and everybody's taking precautions. They were doing the same thing here uh, in uh, Plymouth, trying to uh, make sure that everybody stayed safe. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, until it's actually playing the game, uh, we're just knocking on wood and hoping that everything stays stays kosher. So, Okay, so this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight we got a great guest coming on. we got uh, the commissioner again from the WCHL. Chris Perry is going to join us in about – Oh, five minutes or so. Um, he's going to help. I helped him break down the national tournament uh, on on his podcast last weekend. Yeah, so this is a bit of a crossover. This is a bit of a crossover. You were on his podcast, and <laughs> and I was somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure I was too busy to be on as well. And then uh, and then he was he was he's coming on our show tonight. So it's, this is uh, this is wonderful. A little crossover. Yeah. So so I he made me pick all the brackets. So tonight I think it's only fair that we make him give his picks so uh <laughs> we'll see what happens but um the acha tournament as you mentioned coming up in uh, the division one anyway coming up in uh maryville in chesterfield missouri um not long from now um i'm gonna leave pittsburgh on sunday go back to denver i'll be there for four days and then i'll go right from there to uh to maryville and st louis or just outside of st louis and uh be ready for this so 
Uh, let's see. An all-star game for USHL and team development program, an NCAA championship, an ACHA championship, and then wrap things up with a world junior under 18. Um, yeah, it's a busy month. Certainly is. And, and, uh, as I said, great, great hockey, uh, the, the looking forward to the ACHA tournament and, and uh, the matchups there, and as, as you said, we're going to talk with Chris Perry in just a minute about that. The Frozen Four should be exciting, and and uh, of course, there's other hockey action going on too, and with our with the other levels as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great time to, as I said it before, a great time to be a hockey fan, and and uh, yeah, I don't know what, what, what else should I what else could I say to that? I don't know. It's just too, it's just so much. A year ago, we were dealing with nothing, and this year we've got so much making up for lost time. It seems like, but that's. That's great, though, and uh, you know we know that uh, things are starting to open up a little bit more, and and people and people are getting vaccinated and and things, but we're still seeing, as we said, COVID's still an issue, and we saw what's happened with the Vancouver Canucks uh, team in the NHL. It's shut them down for for a good little while here, and so we know it's still out there. So we just got to be careful as we can start to do some of these activities again, and and uh, and and travel a little bit more and stuff and, and watch our NHL teams and watch our other hockey team programs play and, and just be, continue to be smart because uh, we can, we're inching in the right direction, but we need to continue to, to inch in the right direction instead of taking some steps back. So, Okay, let's take a quick break and let's uh, come back in about three minutes and we'll bring Chris Perry on and we'll get started on this thing because there's a, a lot of hockey in the ACHA that we need to talk about. So we'll be back in about three minutes. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we
we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you from Plymouth, Michigan tonight. A beautiful 80-degree day. I left the arena, uh, USA Hockey Arena, about uh, half an hour ago, and 76 degrees, Stephen. It was beautiful. Uh, so speaking of beautiful, let's bring on the commissioner of the WCHL, Chris Perry, tonight. Uh, I jumped on his show, and now he's coming back to uh, jump on our show. So, Chris, Scott, and Stephen with you. How are you? Do we have Chris? Or we have him on a muted mic. <laughs> I have to say that was quite an introduction. This is beca- this is quite the uh, the bummer here. You had you did such a bit, such a lead up and a build up, and are, the anticipation. Are you on muted, Chris? <laughs> well, I see him. I don't hear him. Ah, do I hear him now? Chris, are you there? Oh, we have more technical issues. <laughs> oh, poor Chris. Every time we bring him on, we we have some sort of some sort of issue. So, we'll, did we'll, you have any technical we'll, issues when you joined him on his show uh, last week? No, no. Of course, he's a professional. He does it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but anytime you do live, it seems like anything can happen, and certainly it's happening right yep. now. So. We'll see if we can if, get. If I'm not mistaken, this has happened. This has happened before with him. He's tried to come on, well, and yeah, it's. He, but... and, and the funny thing is, Stephen, he asked me. Uh, he said, "Can you make sure that we he, he gets a, the uh, email from Terry so that he can uh, make sure that he he gets on without an issue?" And here we are, and he's muted, and we can't get him. To, we can't get him on. So, okay, let's uh, let, let, let's talk a little hockey while we work on that, and see if we can get him uh, back on with us. Um, as I mentioned, the ACHA National Championship starts uh, on the on Friday the 16th. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we talked about it last week, Stephen, when the when the uh, teams came out, uh, who was going to be in and who was going to be out. And uh, then I made the decision to uh, keep you uh, covering AHL hockey for us, and I decided that I'm going to just move on and and get down to. Uh, Chesterfield to make sure that I can uh, see the uh, entire tournament. So right. I will see all 16 teams. I will see all the games, and uh, we'll go from there. So, Chris, if you're on, uh, just yell at me because uh, <laughs> we're here. So uh, maybe this- while we're while we're waiting for him to 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 get on again, Chris, don't don't be afraid to interrupt me if you can get get in. And- and uh, we love being interrupted. Anyways, let's talk about the uh, the final standings because those came out, and we talked about the matchups last week. But we can run those over real quick. Uh, Adrian, number one, uh, seventeen and one record. Number two, Robert Morris, a five and zero record. Uh, Lindenwood, number three, fifteen and one. Liberty, number four, seven three and zero this year. Uh, Ohio, number five, basically getting a spot for each win they had. They were five fifteen and zero. <laughs> <laughs> Minot State number six, uh, 
14-3-1. Of course, they're the defending champs from two seasons ago because we didn't have the tournament last year, obviously. Uh, Indiana Tech, 15-5-1. Uh, Lawrence Tech, 2-0-1. Only played three games, but there they are at number eight. Uh, number nine, Iowa State, 13-9-2. And, and Aquinas, number 10-7-5-1. That's the top ten, but we, we can even go further than that. Uh, we know that number 11 is, uh, let me find it here. Hold on, I've got the... Calvin. Calvin, yes, thank you. Number 12 is Missouri State. Uh, number 13, of course, is Maryville, our presenting partners. Uh, number 14 uh, is Canisius. Uh, 15 is Davenport. And uh, 16 is McKendry. So that's the 16-team field. So if we want to break that down by matchups, we have uh, Liberty against Maryville. Uh, four, the, four and the 13, that's going to be the first game. So Maryville gets to kick things off in their own barn on uh, Friday the 16th, which is why Scott needed to get there early because uh, he promised John Hogan that he was going to... I would see his team, right? <laughs> see his team. And either you don't have confidence that they're going to win their first game, so you want to make sure you get there for their first game, or you just want to get there for their first game. Because if you would have confidence they were going to win their first game, then you could get there on uh, Sunday and they would, be playing, they, they would be playing still. So, But anyways... Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if. Anyways, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to call Chris and, and put him on uh, that way. So again, it's gonna be tough for you, Steve, and I apologize uh, because it's difficult. Let me see if I can get. Uh, uh, I'm looking at his number here, so let me see if I can call him. I'm gonna go on mute. So you talk about uh, the AHL action or something for a minute while I try to hook Chris up. Sure. Uh, we'll go on. Finish these matchups real quick. Uh, Ohio against Missouri State at the 5-12 matchup. Uh, Lindenwood against Canisius, uh, the 3-14 matchup. Uh, Minot State will take on Calvin in the uh, 6-11 matchup on Saturday, the 17th at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Robert Morris, number 2, taking on Davenport, number 15. Indiana Tech against Jamestown, the 7-10 matchup. Number 1, Adrian against number 16, McKendry. And, of course, the always tough 8-9 matchup, Iowa State against Aquinas on Saturday the 17th at 8 p.m. Um, while we're waiting for Scott to connect with Chris over the phone, this gives me time to sneak in an AHL update. Our Silver, The Henderson Silver Knights uh, just lost, I believe, a tough game in San Jose against the Barracuda 4-2. Silver Knights got off to a 2-0 lead with the, the Barracuda scoring four unanswered goals to win that 4-2. And then uh, Golden Knights in St. Louis in action right now. 2-0 uh, St. Louis in that game. Uh, we can also mention Colorado okay, Eagles gonna, and Texas tied at one in I'm, the Eagles. And Yes. I'm going to interrupt you because I have Chris on sure. the phone. So uh, if you have questions, you relay them to me and I will pass them on. He will be able to answer them, but he won't be able to hear you, Stephen. I'm sorry about that. Chris Perry. Oh, what a bummer. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm sorry for Stephen that he doesn't get the pleasure of talking to me. But um, <laughs> that, that's, 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 right. that's, that's twice now. That's. I know that's the that's twice now. That's twice now. I my inability to get onto a Podbean thing. Well, we saw you there the whole time. I don't understand what the deal was, but whatever. We got we got you now, so that's the important part. Yep, I was listening. I heard that incredible introduction. I loved it, and it was awesome. And you said, "Hey, Chris, are you?" I even I even listened to that incredibly. Sanctimonious Maryville <laughs> University ad. I love it. I was like, oh, holy smokes! I got a pop with this. And, and then you know, one, I even unmuted and was like, "Hey, Chris, are you 
was getting ready to fire away, and all I could hear was, Chris, are you there? Chris, are you there? I was like, crap. Oh, well. So here I am. And thanks to, uh, thanks to your lovely wife, Terry, for putting up with me. Uh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so Stephen's trying to do it. He wants me to do a three-way call. I don't know if, uh, if I'm going to be able to do that. Let's uh, let's hold on just Imagine one that. second. A guy in Las Vegas looking for a three-way, huh? Right. <laughs> okay, let me... Let me try uh, connect, Chris. Hold on one second. Yep, yep. Even I'm working on you here. Just hold on one second. Okay. Well, we'll see how how that goes. Uh... Okay, folks. <laughs> this is a this is the magic of uh, of broadcasting so we'll see if we can get steven on steven do i have you yes i'm here okay let me merge the calls do i have chris and steven at the same time uh, steven you're gonna have to turn your app off for the moment i'm working on that right now yeah we're getting feedback on it so okay i think we have everybody but Chris, well, Stephen, well, Stephen's doing that. Let me tell you a little story. As I was coming through Oklahoma City, oh, <laughs> I talked to you, uh, and a few minutes after I talked to you, I'm just about to the city, and uh, I'm not, you know, I'm driving the speed limit, and I'm all of a sudden this patrol car pulls out from the uh, one of those little, I don't know, side side roads or whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah. he starts he starts following me. He's like five miles, maybe that he's following me. And I'm going from lane to lane around traffic, and he's going lane to lane around traffic. And then finally, uh, he turns his lights on and pulls me over. And he walks up to my window and he says, uh, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I said, "No." And he said, uh, "You're following that guy a little close." He said, "You should have just gone around him." And I'm going like, "Well, you were following me, so." I was going, like, what, what was I supposed to do? I wasn't going to, you know, go over the speed limit with a state trooper behind me. So anyway, make make a long story short, he brings me back to his car, and he runs my license, and it comes back clear, and he goes, yeah, I'll get you going right away. So I'll just give you a warning. And then uh, he looks at my wrist, and he sees a, a scar that you can barely see, and he goes, what's the scar from? And then I told him, and he said, oh, so you're in pain? And I said, No. And he goes, he goes, uh, what did you do for a living before you did your podcast and website? And I said, oh, I used to play professional golf. And I said, I've had, you know, some multiple surgeries on that and then a couple of surgeries from from hockey. And he goes, oh, so you are in pain. I'm going, like, no, I'm not in pain. He goes, well, do you take medical marijuana? I said, no, I don't take medical marijuana. So he goes, so you have no problem with me searching your car? I'm going, like, no. I said, you want me to go do it right now? He said, what's in the trunk? I said, golf clubs and a couple of jackets and some Gatorade. <laughs> so finally he says, just go. <laughs> going, well, yeah. Thank you for the 15-minute delay, but I'll just go. <laughs> he, thought, he thought he caught a fish. Yeah, because he saw my uh, rental car with the uh, Nevada license plates, and he thought he had something. But, yeah, yeah. I, I was just plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I apologize for the Oklahoma hospitality. That was, um, 
that's kind of uh, it's not surprising. <laughs> and it's kind of disappointing, but uh, I'm glad that you uh, got let go with just warning. Well, you're not the only one because the same thing happened to me about six months earlier in Colorado. It, almost the exact same thing. The guy told me that I was following too close again because he was right on my rear end. So anyway, okay, we got Stephen with us. Yes, I'm here. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk some uh, ACHA Men's Division One National Tournament, Chris. First of all, it, I said this many times. And I think I said it on your podcast too. But wow, what a great job the ACHA did just to get a field put together to play. So uh, congratulations on being part of that. Um, tell us a little bit about what it was like to to try to find sixteen teams during the COVID year. Well, um, it was kind of a battle. Um, we talked in, uh, in oh, you know, over the season, and it was originally going to be a 10-team tournament, and then it kind of uh, boomed into a 20-team tournament. We dialed it back down to 12. And um, But once the, uh, uh, you know, I guess once the New Year turned and we had some teams showed up, um, we, we figured that 12 wouldn't cut it. We actually needed to go to 16, and so... Um, about a month ago was when the final decision was made to go to 16, and it was, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out well. We had 28 teams out of 72 that ended up playing at least two games during the 2020-2021 uh, season with West Virginia. Literally a week and a half ago, West Virginia played the first two games of the season, and they were team number 28. So uh, getting 16 out of 28 is uh, seems like it's fair. A, a fair mix and then you know we had to account for some teams that couldn't travel so uh, uh if you look at the rankings number seven lawrence tech i think there were seven or eight i think there were seven um they couldn't travel and then uh we had a team out of uh new jersey william patterson uh they were the only team out of the ECHA, which is a terrible conference out of philadelphia um, <laughs> but, uh, they, they were the only team that played and, uh, but they can't travel outside of New Jersey. And then we had um, uh, Buffalo uh, was number, ranked number 17. And so they would have filled in the 16 spots since Lawrence Tech. Everybody moved up since Lawrence Tech left. But uh, Buffalo couldn't travel, wasn't allowed by their school to travel. So welcome number 18, McKendry, into the 16 spot. <laughs> and, uh, their, their, their prize was a day with number one. So. Oh, lucky them, right? Well, Stephen's going to jump in here in just a minute, but uh, we we talked about this on your podcast, and we talked about it again now, and Stephen so eloquently introduced the teams, and he said, Ohio at number five, they got a spot for every one of their wins. Um, yeah. Yeah. How, how did that work out? Is it just a computer thing, or, or how does that happen? Well, you give them a hard time because they've only got five wins. But you know what? They played, if you look at their schedule, they played one heck of a schedule. They played all of their, they only played four teams. Well, I take that back. I think they played six teams, but the vast majority of their games were played against number one, Adrian, number three, Lindenwood, or number four, Liberty. Now, they beat Adrian once, they beat Lindenwood once, and they beat Liberty once. And then they lost to, uh, who did they lose to? Robert Morris. And then I think they beat uh, Mercyhurst and Canisius. So 
Um, they just had a heck of a schedule. And what that goes to show is, in my opinion, I could be all wet on this. You know, they started up here in the spring semester, so they only have a limited number of games. What are they, 5 and 15 or something like that? 5 and 10? I don't know what they are. But um, it just goes to show the power of scheduling. Scheduling will get you so far, no matter if you win or lose. If you play the top teams, you're going to get to a certain point in the rankings. Now, if you beat those top teams, that allows you to increase further. You can get past that threshold. But if you just schedule top teams, Ohio has proven you can move right up fairly high. Um, I would say in a normal year, they would probably come in at, if they, if, if this were a normal year, they would probably have plateaued out around number 10 or number 12 spot, and they would have had to win, actually win games to move up higher. But in a pandemic year with 28 teams playing, um, and 24 of them ranked, then, um, you know, that, you know, that healthy schedule gets you up to number five, apparently. I hear you. All right, Stephen, fire away. I guess my question would be, when, we, when we've had you on before, we were discussing last uh, summer uh, when we were talking about would there be a season, how many teams would play, what the tournament would look like to be a tournament. And now that we're here and we're still a week away, let's hope that there's, no, there's no other hiccups between now and then. How, uh, how relieved will you be and, and the league will be as a whole when you see this tournament happen next, uh, next weekend and that we get a champion crown? Uh, in a couple of weeks from now uh, on that Tuesday. Well, Steve, I, first, let, let, me, let me say, it's great to hear your voice and actually talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I miss right, because the last time you were on, we did it by the phone, but we did, I, was, I did do the three-way thing, and then, <laughs> and then you had got on your show, and now you're trying to get on our show, and yeah, yeah. it's great to hear. Yeah, so it's good that yeah. we can actually... Fuck. Yeah, so it's good, good, good for us to connect, and I, and I, I, I see all the Twitter stuff that you're putting out there. So don't, don't, don't worry. All that hasn't gone unnoticed. Um, I would say that we're going to be very relieved when this, uh, when this tournament is over, and not just for men's division one, but all the, the men's one, men's two, men's three, and women's one. They're all going to end on the same day, which is April the twentieth, and I think everyone's going to breathe a big, deep sigh of relief to have gotten through this season. And, um, you know, it's already kind of wearing on you. At the end of the it, it's one of those, you know, hockey is one of those double-edged things, especially in the seasons like this. At the end of the season, you're, you you can't wait for it to get over. You're like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for it to get over. And then uh, as soon as it's over, you're like, ooh, when's August coming around? I can't wait to get started again. <laughs> and so right now we're in the, oh, my God, I can't wait for this thing to hurry up and get here. Is it, you know, is it Nationals yet? And let's uh, let's get here and let's get it on and let's play the games and figure out who the champion is so we can finally put this uh, pandemic year behind us. But trust me, on April 21st, there's going to be a lot of people going, okay, let's get ready for next year. And I'm looking forward to next year because, you know, whether it's herd immunity or vaccines or whatever you want to call it, it looks like we're going to have a full-on robust season next year we're not going to be dealing with uh we'll still be dealing with covid but not in the uh, sheer numbers that we are now and chris let me ask you this because as, as someone that's a regular listener to your podcast i think you say there's about 15 listeners so i think i'm one of one of those 15 <laughs> listeners uh, you, you, you and your co-host on there have talked a lot about in addition to, to the killing with this whether to be tournament but you had to deal with some other stuff in the league too. So in addition to trying to get a season together and getting the season done, 
the league has also had to deal with uh, with a website and getting getting statistics being put up. So how has that been going as the season goes along and, and getting uh, a good website up for people to, to go to the website and, and see all the content and be able to follow the team, uh, hopefully in the next season when we have a full season with everybody playing. Man, Steven, you really know how to pick the scabs, don't you? Wow. I'm travels i decided that maybe we should start covering the entire wchl instead of leaving some of the schools out so starting next season we will have your entire conference uh, as a part of our coverage area which i'm excited about so anyway i'll put a little band-aid on it for you it's like we'll we'll add it because you did tell me during your podcast that uh, maybe I was going to get a building or something named after me and uh, at Missouri State. So when I came through Springfield, I drove around to see what building it should be. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Chris, you were way too good to me, and I, I know why, because um, it, when somebody's too good to me, my co-host Paul Hornstein, who does my NCAA shows with me, really gets on board, right? And he was telling me, oh, my God, why did you make me listen to that before I, or right after I had breakfast? <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a good time. I mean, we, we just, it's, it's, it's great to bring some credibility and some notoriety and some uh, publicity to the kids, right? We're going to have fun with it. And uh, we going to, you know, if, if something's good, call it good. If something's bad, you call it bad. Um, and so I, I, I appreciate you being on. Um, uh, Stephen was unavailable at the time. I think one of the silver or golden knife was playing, and so he had to, uh, you know, get his pom poms out and was busy watching that game. So he was unavailable. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you being uh, being available and having a little fun with it. And I'm sorry for Paul having to suffer and uh, <laughs> through it. Uh, okay, Stephen, you got another one for Chris? I know you uh, do. Yeah, so. <laughs> As we can talk more about the uh, the tournament. It just, it, as you mentioned, there's there's the other divisions too that are going to play in in different sites. So, I guess when the league, when the league was deciding these, obviously this was to keep everybody from having to be in one spot and, and spreading it out into different places. But what went into the uh, decision making of where these different uh, divisions uh, were going to play and how did that, that come together? Sure, sure. The um, it was it was fairly. Um we, we, it was a, it was done through a fairly innocuous uh, bid process. We just asked people to uh, if they were interested in hosting, and if so, you know, throw your hat in the ring and throw us your best bid for men's division one. We only got two uh, two offers. It was either uh, Maryville or Minot, North Dakota, and Minot wanted to pair the men's one championship with the women's one championship, and. Um, uh, for for men's two, it's my understanding they had um, uh, they had one, bid, and it was from the Bismarck Mandan in North Dakota area where University of Mary is based out of. And then for men's division three, you know, originally um, those guys had voted to not have a national tournament. Women's two was not having nationals; so they didn't have enough teams playing. And so when, uh, it, when, when this decision was made back in early January, uh, men's three, there weren't enough teams playing. Um, and so they, they had, the, the powers of be had decided not to have a men's three tournament. Well, holy smokes, you would have thought that, uh, <laughs> you know, you would have thought that we had, uh, you know, started, uh, you know, another revolution or something. And, um, <laughs> luckily for us, um, the, the good folks in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, put together, uh, I, I guess, a little package to salvage. You know, normally, Men's 3 has 16 teams, and this time they're, uh, they're only having eight come to their tournament, but it's in Grand Rapids. So uh, the, the process was we just said, hey, who, who wants it? And then we, uh, we, we weighed the pros and the cons. Minot had one heck of a, heck of a bid, and those folks are, are more than – uh, it would have been it would have been a great tournament to go to Minot, but we felt with um, as more teams, especially East, as the Ohio's and the Robert Morris Pennsylvanias and the Liberties and the Mercyhurst came online, if you will, we felt it was 
uh, better for the men's Division One tournament to be in a more centralized location in St. Louis as opposed to uh, in Minot. So had it had those teams a little bit further to well where Scott is right now up in the Michigan area and you know in the Pittsburgh area, had those teams not come online and had it been a more of a what happened in the fall where we have Iowa State, Jamestown, Minot. Um, it, the the tournament probably would have been located in Minot because it would have been made sense from a geographic perspective there. But um, but it turned out Maryville. Uh, you know, little did we know that Maryville was the co-sponsor of this great podcast, and so it's kind of you know, <laughs> worked out great. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and then I had to make the commitment to get there on Friday now because uh, John Hogan's team somehow ended up playing the very first game at 10.15 in the morning on Friday. So guess what, folks? I'm going to be there for every game. Yeah, they should have. Uh, you know, John, John could have, uh, John's team should have spent less time on ads, on podcasts, and more time beating Kendrick. <laughs> and they would have fallen number 13. They would have been number 12 or 11. Don't even go any farther. <laughs> I, I already won. That's the first, that's the first 
Somebody took off the podcast, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I already, I already got Wade picked and his team picked to do what, Chris? <laughs> oh, you had him picked to go all the way. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to be the team to beat. Before we jump into that, uh, I want to ask you about the 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 health of the WCHL right now because it, it, you guys were primed to really take off even more than you have already with your new teams coming in in Grand Canyon and UNLV. And um, when when that was going to happen, h- how did everybody survive COVID? Because, you know, I've been using the word relevant, and I followed the teams in our coverage area pretty closely to see who stayed relevant and who maybe could have done better. Um, I don't want to name them one by one, but uh, how's the health of the WCHL starting next season? I think the health is going to be uh, starting uh, next season. I think the health of the conference as a whole is is very good. I think um, you know most of the teams that were uh, that you would think of traditionally as leaders and as some of the better teams. I think they did um, the best they could possibly do during the the let's say the downtime. You know Missouri State's actually playing. Um, you know, Arizona State and Grand Canyon and some of the other schools, um, Vegas, um, I believe. I, I could be wrong on that one, but uh, Stephen will correct me, I'm sure. But um, I know the Oklahoma schools, they're skating, and they're having their own little internal competitions. Um, so they're trying to stay busy and trying to stay relevant. Now, the two Colorado schools, I don't know, um, especially with Colorado State, which is a, uh, um, you know, kind of a – has a soft spot for me because I've got a kid up there myself, but uh, you know, so I want to see that program succeed. But it's a it's a truly student run program, and um, with with um, I I just don't know if there's an adult leading the way up there just yet. So I need to kind of tune in a little bit more here in the next couple of months to make sure that they're primed and ready to go come August. Well, um, I think uh, for the most part, the, the leadership is still in place at, at most of these schools. Um, and I think the conference is in a, uh, you know, it's, we, with the exception of Missouri State, I think we've had a, you know, we just had a pause. And I think we'll be back with a vengeance and still, you know, kicking butt and taking names in 2021, 2022. Well, that's good to hear. I, I can tell you from Benny Toller when I had him on that uh, those guys are skating right now and they're, they're skating hard and he's excited for, uh, for the fall. So, um, I, there's just so many programs that had different things. You know, I talked about UNLV. They had their golf tournament in the summertime, and they raised funds, and, and, and they finally had to make the decision to just cancel the season. And then, uh, of course, Chad down in uh, at the University of Arizona didn't have ice, so he was out doing uh, stuff on the uh, soccer fields. But I, I just really think that's so important, the relevancy part of it. And I know I bring it up a lot, but – uh, I think, especially at the ACHA level, it's it's so important to keep your fan base engaged in your program. Well, it's, it's important to keep not only the fan base, but just keep the team bonded together yeah. as a team. And Good that's point. Why all those, that's why all that, that, that stuff matters, whether it's on the soccer field or whether it's a golf tournament or whether it's a, you know, a three-on-three competition or whether it's the... What, what what are they doing at Oceanside? The CEHL, the College Elite Hockey League. Yes. Um, you know, so um, uh, you know they they did something similar at Missouri State through the fall. So it's it, yeah, it's important to keep the fans engaged. Absolutely, it's it's just also more important to keep the team engaged and to keep the team 
cohesive. Um, and I, you know, you, you see, we've seen the trickles of it now in social media because it's that time of the year where now people are putting out, you know, who's coming for next year, the recruits. And, you know, Chad's got some big boys coming in from Arizona. Boy, does he ever. And, yeah. And, you know, so it's not like, um, you know, it's not like you skipped a beat there. And there's, I know that uh, the folks at Central Oklahoma are still recruiting like crazy. And they're going to be, uh, you know, they're they're going to be their normal, you know, hard out that they uh, that they always are. They're just going to. Uh, so I, I don't I don't see a, a drop off. I could be wrong. I could be incredibly wrong. But I I think the, the league is going to uh, come back. You know, with vengeance. How about this? We're, we're just going to say they've got a lot of renewed energy and maybe a new appreciation as opposed to taking things for granted. Yeah, good point. Okay. So I'm not going to make you go all the way through this whole schedule like you made me do and pick a champion, but I do want to get your I want to get your opinion on the first yeah. the first round. So Friday and Saturday's game. So I'm going to let Stephen read the comp, the the uh, game pairings to you, and then you give us a uh, a prediction of who you think he survived. Go ahead, Stephen. Start with Friday morning. Well, the first game of Friday morning, as you mentioned, is the number four Liberty against number thirteen Maryville. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry for the uh, presenting sponsor and for my good friend uh, <laughs> Jim Hogan, but I, I gotta believe that um, uh, experience is gonna count here. Liberty, even though they're they're known for getting the nationals and kind of you know stubbing their toe. Um, especially in the first round. I think they've just got way too much firepower from Maryville. I think they're going to take care of business. Okay. Sorry, uh, Maryville, but it uh, looks like Liberty <laughs> will be moving on. But uh, number five, Ohio, against number 12, Missouri State. Oh, where are you at? Yeah. Oh, it's go, the first go, game Saturday. Go back to Friday, um, Stephen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, look, I'm looking at the – okay. Let me, sorry, let me go back to this. Okay. How about Lindenwood against – how about Lindenwood yeah. against Canisius? Yeah, I called them the sacrificial griffins of Canisius. <laughs> Lindenwood, Lindenwood is going to smoke them. That's a name your score game. <laughs> okay, next. Next, we've got number two, Robert Morris, against number 15, Davenport, the uh, 4.45 p.m. Central Time matchup on Friday. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are high on the Robert Morris train. I'm not one of them. Um, you know, I understand that Davenport is, is the Davenport of old. Um, where they would just, you know, steamroll people and never, um, but there's still a bunch of kids out of Michigan and it's still coached by Phil Sweeney. And it'll be a good game, but I'm going to take the upset there. I'm going to say Davenport takes care of business and takes out the darlings of the uh, ACHA top five right now, Robert Morris. Okay, before we go on to the next one, actually, it brings us something. You know, this is kind of a tournament with, with, the teams playing, uh, maybe staying in certain areas or not playing as many games as other teams. Uh, is this a kind of a tournament where you might see some more upsets that you may not see in a normal ACHA tournament? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely possible. I think that's definitely possible. You just look at, uh, you know, if, if you normally you can go chalk on day one with one through four because they're playing a team that, you know, is just happy to be there. Um, now with the pandemic and the crazy computer rankings and some teams playing 20 games and some teams only playing three or four, um, 
you know, and those computer rankings are kind of skewed. And so, yeah, I do believe, Stephen, that the possibility exists for uh, for more upsets. Um, now, I, you know, I'm, I, I believe I'm, I'm going more off, off of what I believe. I only have two in the time in the first eight, but um, let's let's hope that there's uh, a, you know, everyone always loves an underdog, right? Well, speaking of underdogs, how about the next match? At number one, Adrian against number sixteen, McKendry. You have yeah. the upset on that game. No, that's not going to happen. Come on, Adrian is going to kill. I, I love Gary Henson, the head coach of McKendry. He's a great guy. We talk quite a bit. And he's, I mean, he should be the Hogan. He, you should call him Gary Hogan since he's always on the phone with John. Um, but, uh, yeah, McKendry is just happy to be there, and it's going to be target practice for Adrian. So, good luck. Okay, so that closes out Friday. Steven, take it away on Saturday morning. Okay, now we'll get to Saturday morning. Uh, we have number five, Ohio, against uh, number 12, Missouri State, of course, the team you're, you're very familiar with. What do you got yeah, on that Steve, Steve, how do you think I'm going to go on that game, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I, have the WCHL podcast. I only have one CHL team. Of course, Missouri State is going to upset number five, Ohio. Oh, shocker. That's a shocker. Write that down. That's a shocker there for Chris. Otherwise, you'd have to put a V before it. 
Okay, do you want to go farther or do you want to just call it good? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Steven, can you get this? Game one and game uh, three? Here we go. No, I've got it right here. It's okay. Liberty. If we go with my predictions, I've got Liberty against Missouri State. Okay. And I'll take Liberty. Then I've got the the, the quarterfinal that should be a final or a semifinal. Lindenwood, why not? Yeah. And I'm going to go Lindenwood. Shame on you. Uh, So we get to the semis on Monday. So the semis would end up, you know, we reseed. So we have uh, number one playing number seven, Adrian versus Indiana Tech. We'd have three, four, Lindenwood, Liberty. So I'll take Liberty and Adrian. I mean, uh, Lindenwood and Adrian to come out of both of those games. And then I've got the fighting zombos of Lindenwood University taking it all on Tuesday night. Okay, so here's the question that everybody in the NCAA world beats me up with. 10 times a day. Is yeah. Lindenwood going to jump to NCAA hockey? That's my understanding. They're gearing up so that next season will be their last season. And of course, we're, the national tournament will be hosted at their home rink. Right. And it's my understanding that, yes, they are. Uh, next season will be their last season in the ACHA. I know from talking to teams that are trying to schedule that Lindenwood has um, at least advised them that Lindenwood is not going on the road to play ACHA games unless they're conference games, um, that they'll, uh, they're going on the road to play NCAA teams. So uh, they're, they're inviting ACHA teams to come to them to play, uh, but they're, uh, uh, that, that's my understanding. So, yeah, I think next year they're looking at a hybrid, and then the year after that, supposedly uh, full-on NCAA. That's uh, that's really good news for the NCAA. I'm not so sure for ACHA, but we want to see everybody move and thrive and and move up. And uh, Chris, I don't know how much you've been covering or watching and paying attention to the NCAA this year, but I'm calling it the free agency frenzy for NCAA hockey because the uh, transfer portal right now has got about 240 to 250 kids in it. Uh, the N- the NCAA granted the additional year. And I, I joked with my co-host, uh, Paul Hornstein, tonight when he was sending me updates on who's going to Arizona State. And I said, is Powers planning on a 40-man roster? Because uh, he's added like four or five transfers. Uh, big, Yeah, big-name transfers. So, um, yeah. Do you, Captain and, of Michigan, a kid from B.C. Yeah, a Bowling Green kid uh, and then a recruit from Bowling Green. So, I don't know. Uh, Paul tells me that he's just going to bump everybody back. The guys that are coming in are going to have to stay in junior another year if they can. But uh, I, I just don't know how this is all going to play out. But certainly Lindenwood jumping on board is going to open up some more lockers for some of those players down the road. So that's a good thing because we definitely don't have enough of those. And uh, any idea where they're going to go or what conference they're going to go in or 
Any of that speculation no, been out there yet? None, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. My guess would be they're going to have to go with the, you know, they're not a big name uh, in terms of a, a, a big brand. They're not a Wisconsin. They're not an Ohio State. They're not an Arizona State. So they'll, they'll have to probably go to, uh, you know, the a conference where they have. The, the new CCHA is what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah, probably yeah. be a travel partner with uh, Alabama Huntsville, I'm guessing. Probably something along those lines. Yeah, I mean they're going to have to uh, really pay their dues. Well, the uh, the the big rumors around the NCAA world are that in in two years when that happens, uh, that uh, Minnesota State is going to make the move to the NCHC along with Arizona State. That's one rumor. The other rumor is strictly out there that says Arizona State will become a Big Ten school no matter what. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's just chaos right now, but, um, before I let you go, talk about your quote unquote B conference as well. And tell us a little bit about your B conference that you have. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not only am I the Christian of the Western Collegiate Hockey League and do I do this suboptimal podcast, the WCHL podcast, <laughs> I'm also, I also got talked into being the commissioner for what I call the B conference affectionately. <laughs> and it's comprised of six teams. It's St. Louis-based. Maryville uh, is in there, along with McKendree. If you go up, we go to uh, Illinois State, then over to Chicago with Northern Illinois. Uh, Hang a left, and we go to Waldorf in Forest City, Iowa, and then hang another left, and you're going down to the Omaha area, Fremont, Nebraska, for Midland University. So we have six teams in a nice little uh, Division I conference. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, we, this would have been our second year, um, but only four of the six teams were able to play and, uh, hopefully next year all six teams will be able to play. It's a nice little, uh, it's, it's a nice little conference. The, the guys are, for the most part, they're pretty good guys. And it differs from the WCHL because WCHL are big name state schools and a lot of these, but for uh, Illinois State, most of these are smaller private schools where the uh, hockey programs are under the uh, umbrellas of the athletic department. So we're dealing with um, uh, just different uh, d- different environments, if you will, for how to how to build your hockey team and how to get them to come to your school. And it's uh, it's 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 quite different. I, I enjoy it. And I enjoy those guys, uh, but they're the B conference, and um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I sorry, John, I, I know you don't want to hear that. It's <laughs> no disrespect to those guys, but I mean, you know, I, the Western Collegiate League has been around, and I've been a part of it for. I mean, the, the WCHL has been around now for almost. I think this it would have been our eighth or ninth year, and I've been a part of you know playing all those guys now since what two thousand and three. So, you know, I have a lot of history with that, whereas some of these, uh, the Midlands and the uh, Maryvilles of the world and the McKendries, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I know some of the players there, some of the, you know, the John Hogan's, the, uh, the, the Jason Stroney's, the Gary Henson's of the world, but um, I don't necessarily know the schools all that well. Um, I'm getting, I've gotten to know them very well over the last two years, and I'm looking forward to getting to know them even more, but it's a, it's a different dynamic, and, um, it, it keeps me hopping. It keeps me hopping. They keep me on my toes, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, Chris, I thanks for joining us, especially late night. Um, I, like I said, if you need anything out of uh, 
the ACHA Men's Division One. I will be there for every game, so feel free to reach out. I will be happy to provide you with whatever I can. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, before, two things I want to say. Uh, uh, happy National Beer Day. So oh, yeah. Open a beer. Yeah. Um, it, I, just, I didn't know Stephen's old enough to have a beer, but I hope he is. <laughs> um, and the second thing is, uh, we just ran through this uh, this little uh, ACHA Men's National One bracket. If you go to the Twitter for the ACHA Men's D1, which is at ACHA Men's D1, you'll see if there's a little uh, contest on there put together by an Arizona fan, Fishbert is his name, and uh, you you too can throw your hat in the ring and uh, predict all the games, and if you're, I think we're going to give away, he and I have conspired to give away a couple of prizes to maybe the top three or four uh, winners, so if you get close, nice. Um, if you win, so, uh, you know, you might, what's up, it might be a bag of pretzels, it might be a couple of hockey pucks, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be something more than you had the day before. So, uh, well, I can't argue that a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, Stephen, go ahead and throw your hat in the ring there. <laughs> I love free stuff, so that'd be, that would be great. <laughs> we, love, we, love, we love that sort of stuff, you know, being in Vegas. We love, we love uh, games. <laughs> games like that. Yeah, I, I figured we would, uh, we would get Stephen with the credit mutual betting on it. On, on, <laughs> Now you pick the scab. I'm a bulldog, you know. You do know you do know that there's only one goaltender on that UMass team right now, and their leading score is not there either. I remember a team in 1980 that didn't have much of a chance. Yeah, nice one, nice, nice comeback. All right. Well, I'm going to drive safer the next time I come through Oklahoma because I don't want to have another experience like that. Uh, he, the final thing is, he, he had the guts to ask me if I was, he said, you look nervous. And I'm going like, I'm in the front seat of a police car without a mask during COVID. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> No big deal. I, I've had worse, believe me. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys have a great, great evening, and thanks for putting up with me and my technical issues. And uh, Scott, drive safe to Pittsburgh, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking uh, between now and uh, the end of the tournament in St. Louis, so have a great time there. I will do that. All right, thank you. That's Chris. Uh... <laughs> Chris is joining us uh, from the WCHL, so... Um... Okay, so Stephen, hop back on the app so we can finish things up, and we'll go from there, okay? Okay, I'm hopping on right now. All right, we'll give you about three minutes worth of uh, partners, and then we'll wrap things up. <coughs> okay, so I didn't mean to uh, cough in your all ears, but um, we wrapped it up. We got the thing accomplished we got everything done with it so 
let's uh, let's move on. Let's hear from a couple of our partners, and then we'll wrap up the show with uh, Stephen's wrap up. If you live in the valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995, Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, and we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you still from Plymouth, Michigan tonight. And my co-host, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Stephen, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, tell me a little bit more uh, quickly about the uh, conversation we had with Chris. Uh, your thoughts and who you think is going to win the national championship. And then wrap it up with your uh, your read. Well, I, you know, Chris is always well informed. Obviously, he's involved with a lot of the uh, inner workings of the the ACHA and the, the Division One level. And uh, as he said, he once that Tuesday, the sixteenth or whatever the day is, not the sixteenth, whatever that 20th. day is, that 20th. the 20th, then 20th. Uh, the twentieth, right, it happens, and they get crowned a champion. There's going to be a lot of relief that they were able to, to put something together and be able to have a, a tournament, obviously, after last season having to, to cancel the tournament uh, because of COVID. And, and and as we said, you know, it's this year maybe as, as opposed to other years, it's going to be, uh, could be some upsets, but, you know, a lot of the same characters are in play that are normally in play for this tournament. So um, I would expect that they they will be able to, uh, to, to fare well. And, 
and uh, it's 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 wonderful. I think it's uh, 16 teams. I think that's I think that sounds about right for this kind of a season. And and uh, everyone's pulling for Minot State in that first game, so we don't have an 11:59 Sunday night game the <laughs> following night. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay. So so who so who's your pick? Who do you think's going to come out of this thing as a champion for 2021? Oh, that's that's tough. You know, uh, you pick my not state to to win it. Uh, they're they're a good choice. Um, Chris took Adrian. Chris took Adrian. Yep. Uh, I I I would uh, no no. I want no, Chris took Lindenwood. He took Lindenwood. Yeah, Chris took Lindenwood. That's right. He took Lindenwood. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough to pick. I I would go with. Uh, I want to say I want to go with Maryville, just you know, just to be a, a good soldier here and a good for a presenting partner. But that's probably unrealistic. <laughs> but uh, I'll go with Adrian. Adrian's the number one team coming in. I think uh, they're gonna, you know, the number one teams tend to do pretty well uh, for the most part. Um, and, but in this kind of a tournament, you just don't know. But I'll, I'll go with uh, with Adrian. But uh, I would love to see a, 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 an underdog win this, especially this kind of a season where we've had so an unbalanced of, of games and stuff. So um, if you ask me next week when we talk, maybe I'll, I'll have a different pick. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll think long and hard about it. But I'm going to go with, with Adrian just because they're the number one team. I, I know that sounds lame, but I'll go with that. But but I wouldn't be surprised if, if you see one of these underdog teams make a deep run and, and maybe have a chance to, to win it all as well. So maybe there's hope for Maryville. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe, well, I'll just, maybe I'll just go with them just to make John Hogan and Maryville and our presenting partners happy. So <laughs> Okay, well, Coach Powell... Coach Powers at Arizona State said this is the toughest tournament to win in hockey. So uh, good luck to all 16 teams. Uh, that'll be a. Let, uh, how about this? I'm just. 16. I, yeah. How about this? I just hope that. Um, let me root for uh, that we have the tournament happens, that we don't have any hiccups with COVID, and that we can get through to the championship game on the 20th, and that a champion is crowned. How about we? How about we can root for that? That's fair. Okay, go ahead and take it away with your read, and we'll say good night. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates. Doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Uh, the University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive in the Morning, Relax at Night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey as a part of the IceTimeSW.com network. And two quick things, I know we're late on time here. One, we need to get you a sponsor for your trip here because you're on the road for 37 days. Somebody uh, step up here. If you, if, if you want to sponsor Scott's uh, adventures here, you know how to reach him. And, uh, and how's Pod doing there, uh, your, uh, your traveling companion there? <laughs> Scott, are you still there? Oh, I guess we lost Scott. Well, we'll, we'll uh, we're letting late on time, so how about we just end the show here? I get to end the show for the first time. For uh, Chris Perry, our guest tonight, of course, Scott, who's uh, in Michigan. We wish him the luck, continued uh, rest of the luck on his travels. Of course, we'll talk to you again next week. The ACHA tournament, of course, begins a week from Friday. So until then... Uh, that's it. I'm Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Scott's in Michigan, and this has been Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey Saints. Saints Hockey. Have a good night, everybody. I don't know. I guess we'll have the music. I guess we won't, we won't have the uh, music, but good night, everybody. <laughs>